Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's essentially great value brand Lamar Jackson, but lucky for him, he's playing an essentially great value brand NFL, so things just might work out. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Week one of the XFL is in the books. And like promised, I would be going over every XFL game, talking about it. Uh, I'm going to be doing two XFL podcasts each week. So this is number one. And uh, not many people are actually talking about the players, the, the teams itself, they're talking about, oh, I love the broadcast. I liked how they had cameras. That no, I don't care about that. We actually want to talk about the players, what I think about each player's, the games, everything you need to know if you're playing fantasy, what you need to know, just like you need to know what's going on in the, in the NFL during regular football season. We're doing the same thing, just XFL. So let's kick this thing right off, starting with the first game of the XFL, DC Defenders versus Seattle Dragons. The Cardale Jones. Cardell Jones, they flip, back to Rodgers, back to Jones, a man wide open down the sideline. It's Kari Lee, five, goal line, touchdown. D.C. defenders with some razzle-dazzle. In the first ever XFL game, Cardell Jones, he shined as the defenders stomped the Dragons into the ground. Jones, he threw for 235 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Now, Eli Rogers, he stood out to me as the clear number one wide receiver on the defenders as he hauled in all six of his targets for impressive 73 yards. However, my main concern for this defenders offense is their run game, or lack thereof. Gerald Presley, he got most of the workload, however, he didn't really get anything going. Presley picked up, you know, 31 yards with a dismal 2.6 yards per carry average. And Cardell Jones, he rushed nine times for only 28 yards too. So nothing really special on the ground for the defenders. However, the defenders' defenders were special and so were their special teams. I've been waiting all day to say that sentence. But DC, they picked off Brandon Silvers two times and took one to the house. They also blocked a punt and recovered it for a touchdown. The defense, it showed up in DC, something we have not been able to say for several years. (laughs) But the key success for DC is going to be establishing a consistent run game to take the pressure off Jones. And I don't care if it's a great run game. They don't even have to get, you know, 100 yards, a touchdown. Just a run game to take some pressure off Cardell Jones. But Cardell Jones, he shined, and so did Eli Rogers. Now, for the Dragons, they have a lot of work to do, but they are definitely a good team, I think. Silvers, he threw two interceptions, and like I said, one was a pick six. However, the pick six, it was hardly his fault. The wide receiver slipped, fell down. Now, if the Dragons can establish, like DC, if they can establish some run game, I think they'll be good. I really do. Silvers, he's not good enough to do it on his own. But Austin Prowl, he did prove to be one of the better wide receivers in this league as he posted his five receptions for 88 yards and two touchdowns on 10 targets. PPR fantasy players, take note. But if the Dragons, if they can get some more receivers going and maybe get Jaquan Gardner back in the mix more with his big playability like we saw in the AAF and his college days, 
I do think the Seattle Dragons could be a top four team. It's going to just take getting more weapons involved and taking less of the pressure off Brandon Silvers. Out of the pocket is Walker. Wide open is Mobley again. This time they connect. Touchdown, Roughnecks. In the second game of the week, the Houston Roughnecks, they beat the L.A. Wildcats. They were led by an impressive game by P.J. Walker. Uh, My main takeaway on the Houston side of things is how good P.J. Walker is. He completed 23 passes for 272 yards and four touchdowns. Truly the best quarterback in XFL history. But seriously, he looked great. And these these passes, they weren't just dink and dunk, you know, five yards. He was throwing it deep. He was taking shots from the very get-go. And he was also playing, there, there was one throw, it was like a 35, 40-yard throw down the middle of the field. Just he put it on a line, a beautiful throw. So his accuracy was great. And his decision-making, that's what I was worried most about. But he seems to have improved a lot. And he showed off his elusiveness in the pocket. The Roughnecks, they may have gotten a steal in this draft, but moreover, the Roughnecks receiving core, it seems solid. Four of their wide receivers hit 35-plus yards, and several seemed capable of making big plays happening and beating the cornerbacks in the secondary. The run game, like every other team we talked about, is worrisome, of course, but P.J. Walker, he was impressive, and if they can sustain this air raid offense, they could be the team to beat. Now, things weren't so pretty on the Wildcats' side of the ball, but like most of the other teams, they struggled to get much going on the ground. However, Wildcat fans don't give up yet. This was just the first game, and you were playing a backup quarterback. Things went pretty well, given that it was a backup quarterback. And Josh Johnson, he'll be back next week. And Nelson Spruce, he was a huge bright spot, one of the biggest bright spots this whole weekend. 15 targets, 11 receptions, and 103 yards. That is definitely something to be excited about. If you're an XFL fan or Wildcats fan, that is good football. Hurry in some trouble. It's going to float it to the corner of the end zone. It is knocked away. It is intercepted, is it? It is. It's picked off by New York. Now, uh, as a lifelong Tampa Bay Vipers fan, this game, it was hard to watch. This is truly the worst I've seen them play. But hey, more interceptions than touchdowns. It's a Tampa Bay quarterback thing. What can you say? (laughs) But let's be honest. I didn't think the score reflected how good of a team Tampa Bay actually is. Aaron Murray, obviously, yeah, he struggled. But they were able to move the ball. And if it hadn't been for those early in-zone interceptions... This game would have been very different. Now, that's a big what if, but Devion Smith, he was one of the best runners this week. He went for 79 yards on 16 carries, but after going down early, the Vipers, they were just forced to abandon the run. So I think Murray, I do think he'll get his second chance this week, but I do expect Quentin Flowers to be more involved. And those of you who aren't avid FSU fans, Flowers, he's essentially a great value brand, Lamar Jackson. But thankfully for him, he's playing in essentially a great value brand NFL. So things just might work out. So I don't know which quarterback it will be down the stretch for Tampa Bay Vipers, but I think they will succeed. Wide receiver Daniel Williams, he posted over 120 yards. As I mentioned, Davion Smith was one of the best running backs this week, and other players, they look great. So if they can fix these turnovers, especially in the red zone, I think they could rebound and be the team we'd hoped they'd be.
Now, the New York Guardians, uh, Matt McLoyd, more like Matt McGlorious, am I right? <laughs> I'm not. He actually did not impress me at all. Uh, I'm not that excited about the Guardians. The defense, they did look great against the Vipers, but offensively, they did not impress me whatsoever. McLoyd, like I said, he was average at best, and they essentially had no run game. Only one wide receiver hit 50 yards, and I think they'll be in most games just due to their defense, but I don't expect them to be one of the better teams. I just don't think they have enough offensive firepower to compete with a team like the Houston Roughnecks. Tamu looking in zone, back of it. It is touchdown. Caught touchdown, St. Louis. Alonzo Russell in a nine-yard strike from Tamu. Now the last game of the week, Battle Hawks versus Renegades. This was a low-scoring affair, but I honestly loved it. Tamu, he really impressed me with his accuracy and mobility. He looked fast, he looked elusive, and he was willing to take hits in order to move the ball. He rushed, I think it was eight times for 77 yards, which definitely makes him an MVP if you're playing fantasy. But his passing is what impressed me most, a 74% completion percentage that's just phenomenal. He threw some deep balls too. This wasn't all just dink and dunk. And that touchdown in the back of the end zone, that was enough to convince me to buy a ticket for their game against LA. But most importantly though, they were really one of the few teams that actually successfully established the run. If I know anything from my 10 years of Madden experience, I know how important it is to establish a run game. Now, Matt Jones, he really did look great. 21 rushes for 85 yards and a touchdown, averaged four yards per carry. Paired with Tamu's mobility and the ground game, that is just a scary offense to prepare against if you're an XFL defense. They could be one of the better teams. Now, Renegade fans, don't freak out. I know you lost, but let's be honest, this is one of the few times you'll ever watch Dallas football in February, so just take it as it is. Now, I can't say much, honestly. The defense, it looked pretty strong, uh, and you've got some good receivers, definitely, but things, it will change and get better when Landry Jones comes back this week. The main problem this week is that their game plan was to be an air raid offense, but unfortunately, they didn't have a quarterback, and you kind of need a quarterback to offense and air raid game plan, but I expect the Renegades to bounce back big with Landry Jones returning, and I think they need to establish a run like all these other teams. I don't care what league you're in, XFL, AAF, NFL, you can't win running the ball only five times. They need to establish a run, but things will definitely be better with Landry Jones coming back. So that is the last game of the uh, XFL Week 1. I would love it if you dropped your thoughts about the games, XFL as a league. Did you like the interviews of players right after they shanked field goals, or did you think it was a little a little weird? I personally loved it. I loved the transparency they had with the referees and officiating crew. I loved the league. It was fun to watch. As someone who lives near Cincinnati, every Sunday I've had to watch Bengals games. I can honestly say I enjoyed all these games more than any Bengals game I have ever seen. So take that as it is, but I think this league could be here to stay, so I love it if you dropped your thoughts down below, tell me what you thought about this week, and uh, what team you're rooting for, because I got to, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for the Vipers, but I, uh, I'm thinking about switching over to the Battle Hawks, I am going to their game on March 21st or something, so that should be fun, but it looks like a great league, a lot of talent, so just drop your thoughts, and make sure you subscribe and follow wherever you're listening, and I will see you later this week as we break down the week two matchups. Have a great day. Bye.